I, I know that's terrible, but there are some people who don't actually have a business yeah. and who go on for reality TV, which I actually think that there is a place because this is a an entertainment show. It can't be all boring business. It yeah. has to be, you know, it has to be real in a sense of making some drama. Like you've got to have that to have anything else. So I think I was the person with an actual business and the token Irish, dare I say it. Hello and welcome to The Glow Up, presented by Stellar Magazine. I'm Vicky Notaro and as usual, I'm here to talk to one of my favourite people about one of my favourite things, beauty. Now, before we start, I want to say a big thank you to our lovely sponsors, Ellie Sab Le Parfum. They are celebrating 10 years of the iconic fragrance inspired by the designer's childhood memories. The original fragrance evokes the scent of flowers in his family's Mediterranean garden. Lucky. Um, transcribing the duality of its universe, light of the East and modernity of the West. It's sophisticated, luminous, a floral scent blending orange blossom and jasmine with honeyed rose and patchouli. I love patchouli. The range has continued to blossom over the last decade with the fragrances embodying the Lebanese designer's vision of femininity. La Parfum in White, La Parfum Royale and La Parfum Essentiel. To mark 10 years of La Parfum, Ellie Saab will donate a contribution out of the sales from the 10th anniversary campaign to UNICEF's program Integrated Education and Wellbeing for Vulnerable Girls in the Lebanon, which is amazing, providing a multi-sectoral learning and well-being package to ensure vulnerable adolescent girls have access to education and other basic services. Amazing. So this fortnight's guest is a girl I've known for a while. She was on the UK version of The Apprentice with Lord Sugar and she's an amazing businesswoman and beauty professional. She's her own salon, she's a nail expert and she's the founder of the amazing brand Moxie Loves. So please give a warm welcome to Pamela Laird. How are you Pamela? Hi Vicky, thank you so much for having me. Oh I'm thrilled. Not at all. Thank you. I'm kind of fuming we hadn't had you already, to be honest. <laughs> when I'm doing my little look around for guests, I'm like, why haven't we spoken to this girl yet? Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I love listening to the podcast, actually, because like you, just beauty mad in general. And it's just lovely Obsessed. to hear other people's <laughs> stories and what their favourite products are. So, yeah, I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much. So tell us about yourself. So how did you kind of get your start in the beauty industry? Am I right thinking that your mom is in the beauty industry as well? Yeah, that's right. So, my, But since before I was born, my mum had a beauty salon. Um, so she's a facialist and a beautician. And as long as I can remember, I was um, often heading back to the salon after school um, for most of my life. And I just loved everything about going to the beauty salon. I just oh. loved being there around all the products. And yeah, I was often pulled in to be a, a model for a facial. You know, they were looking to train yeah. somebody in. So yeah, I actually <laughs> just loved it. And then really kind of became focused on nails. Um, so when I was in third year in school, I really wanted to learn how to do nails and I was a little bit too young for most of the courses so mum brought me to the UK and I did all my training over there which was amazing wow. yeah so by the end of um my junior cert I was qualified which was fantastic <laughs> um, so starting young um, and yeah. then I kind of had a job there throughout transition year and kind of I suppose the very first thing was I had an opportunity to open a nail bar in House of Fraser in Dundrum um, when I was 18 so just the week after my Debs actually is when I opened it just after I left school wow. and yeah I ran that for four years so that was my kind of beginning and I guess I'm probably in Ireland most known for for nails that's sort of where I started I started doing photo shoots and then I sort of really became a little bit 
uh, itchy feet for something else. And so I closed the nail bar after four years and started working on the brand Moxie Loves. And yeah, the rest of history, what, 22 years old. That's I was 22. Incredible. I know. What was I thinking? But yeah, no, it was great. I mean, it was something that took a lot longer than I expected. You know, nails is something you can do instantly, whereas starting yes. your own brand is a slog, a hard, long slog. <laughs> Amazing, though. Like, I can't believe you were that, like, motivated at such a young age. It's incredible. Well, I think, you know what, when you're running a business like a nail bar, you realise that that's a very different business. Like, I loved nails, but the business of nails was very different. You're managing people, you know, yes. people want you because you're doing the magazine shoots and then you you can't be there all the time. And that became something I realised wasn't as scalable as I wanted it to be. Um, right. so, so that was kind of really what gave me the push. And are you still doing nails? Because I still see some people tagging you <laughs> on I Instagram. Do it's so funny. Someone asked me yesterday, I was like, oh, okay, are you still doing nails? We need you for a job. And I actually love it. Honestly, now I feel like I can really enjoy it because it's so creative doing photo shoots. And there really aren't that many um, nail techs in Ireland who kind of have that flexibility in their job to be able to sort of yes. do shoots last minute. So I'm really lucky that I'm still able to do the, the really fun side of the nail world, which I love. I love that. I have to come into you and get my talons yes. tended to. And tell me, how did the whole idea for Moxie Loves come about? Because it's very much kind of like beauty uh, solutions, I guess. Yes, I think I think it really probably started when I was younger and wanting quick fixes all the time. And having a mum that's a facialist, there was absolutely no chance that there was a face wipe in my house or anything <laughs> that Just would have... Just a face wipe, okay? I know. Well, you know what? You're a teenager. You're tired. You want to take your makeup off. So um, yeah. I totally envied all my friends being able to use these really quick fixes. And I think right. as well, working on photo shoots, I really started to see, you know, tips and tricks that makeup artists would do. And I thought, well, there's definitely a way that we can combine a quick fix into something that a professional like my mum would approve and like a professional right. makeup artist would use in their kit to save them time. So that was really kind of the beginning and the ethos around well, we want to save time, but we don't want to compromise. So can we have like salon led formulas in a cost effective and easy to use type of way? And that was really Which, what That doesn't sound me. easy. So, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was, it was a long time in development. It was. And I think trying to figure out, I wanted to launch my 10 products naturally at the same time, but I, I couldn't. And so I had to make a decision and we, we did start with something really innovative. And um, yeah, it was great to kind of get the approval from makeup artists and my mom, you know, that I had that both sides, um, yes. which which was important to me. So your first product was the cotton buds with uh, eye makeup remover in them. Yeah, so that was called the eye catcher. So it was basically liquid was inside the clear tube of a cotton bud and you clicked one end. So perfect so for tying up. Yeah, I mean, look, so at, at the time, everybody loved it. It was something people really needed for smudging liner, for makeup artists, you know, for fixing quick mistakes or a leaky eye, yeah. whatever it might have been. And then, you know, obviously where we are today, that was absolutely you know, in hindsight, something that maybe was quite wasteful. I came from an a, an environment where we would have used a lot of disposable things within salons and, and makeup artists. You know, a lot has to be disposable yeah. for hygiene. So it never occurred to me at the time. And I think we're all really, really opening our eyes to what, plastic waste. But at the time, to me, it was just the exact way it had to be individually wrapped cotton buds in plastic and yeah. more plastic. I mean I, <laughs> I, I mean, I get that, like, we need to reduce our single use plastic, but some things are just kind of, they are what they are, you know. So is, is that not available anymore? No, we had to discontinue, unfortunately, because the EU, there was the a, a, a yeah. no, an underwater photographer took a photo of a seahorse gripping a cotton bud and it went viral. Um, and within two weeks, the EU had announced a, a forward ban on single use plastics within cotton buds. So God. we did have like two years to phase it out. But honestly, 
from my perspective as a, as a customer, but also I wanted to not create something that was going to be damaging to the environment. Yes, and of course. I just didn't want to be standing behind something that now I knew what happened to cotton buds and I thought, I can't do this. So we actually walked away from it almost immediately and started work on, on the new products. I mean, fair play to you. That's, you didn't have to do that. You know? <laughs> like, no, you I mean, it was very hard. It was my baby. It was so stressful. But honestly, I think it's it really set the tone for the new products we developed and that we are developing. And it was important. It's a, it's a knock to get early on. But at the same time, you know, it's important to to look forward and, and see, you know, do the proper research. And now we're learning so much more. And it's great to sort of know um, more than we used to and be more responsible. Fair play to you. Like the the product now that I'm kind of most familiar with from you guys from Moxy Loves is uh, the little tiny uh, face wipe thingies. Yeah, they're amazing. So that tell us us about that because I love a face wipe. I mean, I do too. And honestly, like I what I didn't love about it was two things: how it made my skin feel, and that I didn't really feel like I could make a difference with the current product. So you know, there's a wipe. It's wet. It has ingredients. But also with at the time when I was developing Barefaced to make a wipe sort of sustain on shelf, you had to put microplastics into the wipe to keep it intact, like a wet tissue would fall apart. So the generally the wipes have elements of plastic fibers within them to keep them stable. And so I was like, okay, let's let's look at what we can do. And so as soon as I removed the water element of the product, I realized there was so much more benefits that we could have. So we could infuse it into cotton wool. So each cotton wool square, for those who don't know, in Barefaced are dry infused with cleanser inside so the it's infused inside the cotton wool so all you do is activate it with water and what right. the, the importance with that is I guess we were able to remove a lot of the preservatives from a liquid product so we didn't need to add any of those in we could also make it hypoallergenic clinically tested we could do all of these amazing things that a lot of face wipes they're not able to do purely because of the nature of the product so my mum approves my mum uses them all the time <laughs> that's important <laughs> that's important and for travel you know I was traveling all the oh, time they're tiny aren't they yeah they're tiny you don't have to separate them going through security they won't dry out makeup artists love them for their kit as well and just all around I was like okay this is going to tick all the boxes that I need and I know other people need I think the new trend in face wipes is biodegradable. So that's, they're they're a bit better. They're not going to harm the seahorses. Exactly. <laughs> and I, like I said, I love a face wipe. Like I've tried every alternative. Obviously, I get sent lots of stuff to try. I have a feature in this issue about them. But I actually, I didn't include your face, your, what are they called? Bare face, What's, yeah. Bare face. I didn't include them and I'm raging now because, oh, duh, they're oh, amazing. I'll send you some more. Remind you how amazing <laughs> they are. <laughs> and I mean, like, what's it like in the beauty business because it just seems like there's so many Irish female beauty entrepreneurs it's been like an explosion over the last few years and it seems like the kind of area that most Irish female entrepreneurs are in is it competitive or is it supportive yeah I think that's really interesting and actually for me I've always found it extremely motivating um I think you know I'm I'm in a probably slight I pivoted slightly because I'm mostly into kind of skin and hair care which I find really supportive like most people are are super open and you know even I've over the last year like COVID has been you know one thing but actually it's really opened up meeting a lot of people via Zoom people you probably would normally meet sharing things communicating and you know for me I found that you know I found people super supportive in the industry and I just think seeing 
Irish entrepreneurs, whether it's beauty or not, just making it, you know, even in an export way into the UK or other markets is so motivating to me. It means like, you know, we're a really small country and yet we can do this. We can yeah. kind of break away from just selling in Ireland and and grow our businesses. So I always think it's it's amazing. And I think people really like the Irish. So it's clear when you kind of have meetings in other markets that, you know, they are listening to you. And I just think that there's a great, um, you know, openness to Irish brands. I love that. And I love how like, you know, this the likes of yourself and Amy Connolly and Suzanne Jackson and like they are kind of global brands now. And I'm, it's just so impressive. I'm like obsessed with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I'm impressed with everybody. You should have a club. And we should. I, I'll join. I'll join. I'll be the moderator. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, that. So tell us about how the whole Apprentice thing came about, because obviously you're most known in the in the UK kind yeah. of for having been on that. And one of my friends, um, Dylan St. Paul, was on yes. it, I think it was a year or two before you. Yeah. Um, and it's and like loads of people have gone through it from Ireland like Jennifer Zamparelli was one of I think she was in like season two and it is kind of a, a career maker for some so how did the whole like process come about was it the first time you'd applied yeah I mean honestly it was one of these things where I really needed the cash to to expand and I was thinking what can I do and I was saying to one of my friends and she's a huge apprentice fan and she said Pam like you need to do the apprentice and I was like oh my god no I actually thought it was still that you got a job with him. I wasn't aware that it turned right. into this investment. An investment Because when Jennifer yeah. Zambrelli did it, obviously it was to get a job with him. So I was like thinking, okay, so I, I said to her, send me the application when it's out. And I sort of looked him up, saw some of the investments he had made and how extremely well all the businesses were doing. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. Um, I applied. It was like a one page application form, which I probably should have been a bit suspect about because I was like, <laughs> what does this mean? Like, is this really easy? Is this too easy? And I got to the UK for my audition. I got an audition from my initial application and it was like eight hours. There were thousands of people. It was the most intense. Next to actually doing the show, the auditions were just as intense. God, I can't imagine it. And like, I, I remember like Dylan, like Dylan would be kind of being old hat at uh, reality TV. He was on yes. Fade Street. He'd applied for Big Brother in the past. He'd been in like the test Big Brother oh. house. Yeah. So he was kind of familiar with the whole thing. But I guess it was brand new to you. So new to me. I had absolutely. And I think that was kind of a good thing because I had no idea what to expect. And I really wasn't the type of person who thought that they could like turn it on for TV. Like I don't, yes. I don't think I'm that kind of person. So going in totally blind and just being myself was was really how I got on the show. And actually, look, it can be totally look at the draw because it is a pool of people. There's 16 of you that get on the show and you all have to sort of balance each other out. Like you'll see even yeah. with the next show that's being filmed, like even the photos of them filming, I saw the Daily Mail put up some photos. I can already see who is the me of this year and who is right. the Thomas of last year. You know what I mean? It's yeah. funny. They do kind of have characters that they put in and so um yeah I was just totally myself but equally I it was a, f a fuzz of I have no idea what I'm doing here I'm just going to keep going as I get through the rounds and it was yeah very overwhelming. So what was your character then were you the nice kind of girl next door? I think I was one that actually had a business I, I know that's terrible but there are some people who don't <laughs> actually have a business yeah, and who go on for reality tv which I actually think that there is a place because this is a an entertainment show it can't be all of boring course. business it yeah. has to be you know it has to be real in a sense of making some drama like you've got to have that to have anything else so I think I was the person with an actual business and 
the token Irish, dare I say it, but like <laughs> there seems to be an Irish every year and it was me this year, so, or that it. year. <laughs> and I mean, like, you have kind of a whole new fan base in the UK. Like, I notice whenever you tweet, I notice there's like a few people that always tweet you. And they're like, <laughs> there are. I, ha- I hope you're having a great day. Like, is it, like, it must be totally bizarre to to have that kind of, because you're well known in Ireland, but you kind of, you're under the radar. You're not kind of, you know. No, I'm definitely, uh, compared to the, the level of like, uh, people who know who you are in the UK is really strange I was over there maybe four or five times as the show was airing and just shortly after and like people would stop you on the tube like no it was way. so weird I was not right re- it's or such someone... a big show yeah like the, so it's BBC big. isn't it it's yeah. BBC and prime time like for 13 weeks or something it airs so it's, yeah. it is huge over there and like I did have a little bit of a stalker for a while I'd, I'd muted the replies <laughs> on my Twitter so I actually forgot about this person who was replying to everything and then I got like this package in the post it was like a birthday oh, present God. a bracelet like 10 page A4 handwritten letter back oh, and front but that's God. the one thing about TV like once it's over it's over like now it's over do you know n- yeah. normal life has resumed apart from the few um, you know people who do reply to all my tweets which is kind of like, <laughs> like bless I find them funny like yeah, yeah exactly it's sweet but I mean like so you didn't get the investment from Lord Sugar but did you get did that kind of like showcase your business to other investors then it did and actually just before COVID I was back and forth in the UK lot kind of February time and um, because a lot of people were a little bit surprised that he didn't um, put me into the final so there were a lot of people very curious as to why and wanted to see more about my business and offer investment which was amazing right. and a amazing, huge opportunity yeah. and look you know even we'd launched into Boots like that was a great platform for that and Primark UK all of those things were amazing because I'd been on the show and I had you know I was getting a lot of press at the time so it was fantastic yeah. um, and then those talks kind of fell through when COVID hit in March um, but you know a lot of them I'm still speaking to so it's it's kind of it's always going to be an amazing opportunity I, I consider it like a oh, fantastic opportunity yeah. for the UK market definitely and I mean you say that you're in Boots and in Primark like how much does that change your business because I think you know obviously you were in Irish pharmacies and stuff before that but is, is it a whole new ball game now? It is a whole new ballgame. And yet at the same time, like, I suppose because I never had the big launch in the UK, we launched like the day the UK lockdown. So we had already been locked down here a couple of weeks. So it's very surreal because obviously I would have thought I'd been there. Like, I haven't been to the UK since we launched into both stores, which is just so strange. But it like it, it does change you. But at the same time, you never really stop. You kind of just keep going because there's always more things to do. The yeah. Irish accounts need managing. You still need to manage those accounts in the UK as if they're just like any other, you know. So it it changes. And at the same time, it doesn't. Maybe when you stop and reflect, you think, wow, yeah. that's great. Um, but at the time, you just keep rolling with it. It's funny. You never and really how stop. many staff do you have now? Like, has the company kind of expanded a bit? It has. Like, probably not as much as I'd hope for based on investment. But that, that will come. Like, we're at those yeah. kind of later stages now, which is fantastic. So we, I do want to build a, a female Irish team, of course. Yes. So there's two, two of us now. And then, obviously, my extended team, my distributors, the sales team, kind of marketing and PR as well. But So it's small, but it's, it's wide, if you like, because we've got yes. UK-based people now, which is really nice because that is just, now with Brexit, it's a whole new, extra stress yeah (laughs) absolutely Jesus and I mean like did you ever kind of when you when you were starting out the business did you think that it was going to grow or did you hope like or were you oh no like I was so blindly confident Vicky like I well that's how you have to be right (laughs) didn't even occur now now I second guess myself all the time at the time in the early stages I didn't think twice about any decision I made um maybe too brave but at the same time you need that you actually needed to push through the earlier barriers that you 
should you know if you're cautious you probably would talk yourself out of it but if you just believe in it above everything else you get through all of those early barriers and then all of a sudden you have a business and then you know then you have the worry which is fine but no I believe (laughs) I just constantly believe that it's you know and I mean look we're just about to launch into Australia now into 400 stores like that to me just feels so strange (laughs) it's so bizarre and I I think until it's actually there on a shelf and someone sends me a photo won't feel real but they're the kind of things excuse to go as well a great excuse to go go. I'm sorry I must go and see it myself yeah Yeah. it's it's like in awe of you I think it's amazing and I mean like obviously you still have the the beauty salon as well in your family is that still your mum's or do you yeah, so my like, mom actually temporarily closed it um September time just because of COVID. Um because my yeah. dad has dementia, um now she's his full time carer. So um until nice. kind of everybody was vaccinated, you know, up until then, it kind of seemed like it wasn't gonna be something that we could reopen with how things were. So she made a really hard decision. It's definitely not closed forever, but um until the world gets a bit more normal and safe for her to be able to work again um and right. look after my dad. Yeah, it was it was a tough decision, but it was the right one at the time. I got a press release yesterday, actually, um, with a lovely picture of you. So you do a lot of work for Alzheimer's and dementia, don't you? I do. And it really came about last year, actually. They asked me would I come on board for the Memory Walk, which was the first one they did in Ireland, um, to raise money for um, dementia and families, you know, especially. Because my mum actually did one of the courses that the Alzheimer's Society offer for families, a carers course. And yeah, it was amazing. Just even that community support of other people going through the same thing. Um, And I just think it's, you know, it's not a pink, fluffy charity. You don't get low of young people talking about it it's kind of taboo and people don't want yeah. to talk about it whereas I think you know even the work Martin King is also an ambassador this year the work he did on Virgin Media with some of the programs he put with his together documentary, yeah, yeah. the documentary was amazing and so I just think it's really important to talk about it because you know these are people and yes they're older but it's still an important charity to support so yeah I'm delighted Absolutely. to be to be working with them for a play to you are you an only child I am an only child. So am I. <laughs> only children for the win. I love it. Um, there's actually loads of us in media. I don't okay, know what good. that about us. <laughs> Maybe. Like, the attention seeking. Probably. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the, your relationship with your mum and dad. It's lovely as well. It's so nice to see kind of um, you kind of relying on your mum's expertise. And it's just, I think it's really lovely. So fair play to you doing the memory walk. Um, so let's talk beauty. I want to know all your secrets. So tell me, what is, first of all, what's kind of a product that makes you feel nostalgic? Like what's your, what's something that kind of transports you? Do you know what? It was something the other day, actually, because my mum was spray tanning me in the back garden. And I <laughs> love that for you. <laughs> it was for a wedding. And I was like, will you just spray me? I haven't had a spray tan in so long. And do you know what? It's it's tan, actually. It's it's Saint-Tropez. It was the very first tan that we did in the salon. And it was back then, it was a cream, you know, where someone yeah. would actually physically apply it to your body. Yeah. And it just gives me such nostalgic vibes. Just everything about the brand. I think it was like the OG in salon. It is like, the OG. It's the only one that's still knocking around from that time. Exactly. Like, when it first came out. Yeah. And that's what just gives me. So, and it was just so nostalgic the other day as, as she was very I was like, This feels so old school. But actually, it's just one of those things that I think as long as I've been old enough to tan, I've always been having tan put on. And I just love I it. I love it. <laughs> I wish my mum was a beautician. My God. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Antrophase is one of my faves as well. Have you tried the mousse? The oh, Ashley Graham. The Ashley Graham. I've two bottles already. I just want the smell of it. Even if I don't want to be tanned, I want to put it on just to smell it. It's so And that's gorgeous. so funny because some people hate the smell of fake tan. Like my husband is like, oh, I you're baking again. I love it as well. I'm like, yes, I'm going to be gorgeous tomorrow. Oh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a smell of like, of just summer, isn't it? It just yeah, feels, it yeah, it's amazing. I love it. And I also really love Saint-Tropez Gradual. 
Um, there, there's that. two of them. There's the watermelon one and there's the white one. That and it actually smells like clean cotton. Like it's a gorgeous. Okay, smell. I cannot wait to try that. I love it because I love a gradual tan. Like it's it's not. It just feels like it's not as much commitment. You can put it on after the shower and you're not yes. stinking. Like it's a, it's really really nice. I need to get on board with that. I do actually. Yeah, I was pestering Suzanne Jackson to bring out a gradual tan, and she has now. So I'm taking full credit for that. Yeah, you <laughs> can totally own well. that. It looks yeah, amazing. I'm like, that's seen my that. tan. It's really nice. Really really nice. There's absolutely no smell off it, which oh, is wow. rare. Oh, yeah, it's rare. really, really nice, and it's kind of a light medium. It's but like people have been complimenting my tan all week, and I'm oh, like, that's yeah, a good real. sign. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting out. I have not been sitting out. I wish. <laughs> um, the we're recording this in the midst of this is coming out in a couple of weeks, but in the midst of like the heat wave, the heat of, wave. of death. How have you been managing? Do you I'm have melting. a fan? I do not own a fan. I'm, oh I don't God. know. How, I own a manual one, but that's just a lot of effort. So no, I've been. I had a paddling pool, and I've literally just been sometimes sitting in it throughout the day, just Fair for a few play. minutes. Yeah, I wish I had Dunking. the space of the tiniest yard of all time. Oh, no. Um, but no, I have a I have a Dyson fan. I actually have two Dyson fans. My husband well, robbed then. the smaller one for downstairs. Um, right. but I honestly wouldn't be able to sleep without it. It's the very best thing, and I feel like it's a beauty product because it's allowing me to get my beauty sleep. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> yeah. Air circulation, oh, good for the it's skin. The <laughs> and they're like hen's teeth at the moment. So if anyone out there wants. A good fan. I can highly recommend the Dyson. the Dyson Cool Tower. Yeah, just get it. It's the best. I even use it in the winter because it like purifies the air. Yeah, I've heard that and actually. Yeah, it's VG. Okay, so tell me about you've gorgeous blonde hair. So tell me about your favorite hair products. Okay, so obviously I have my own hair product, the dry shampoo sheets, which I live by because I have the oiliest hair. Oh, so like, do I. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Day one, I wash it, it's oily. Like, I yeah. I need... And you know what? I do love dry shampoo. But again, looking at sustainability, I was trying to move away from aerosols as much as I can. So our sheets are actually absorbed out the excess oil. So I do use those every day. But aside okay, from that... I haven't that, seen those yet. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, to send them to you. They're amazing. Um, and I think you'll like them. If you've oily hair like me, you'll love them. I um, do. And my hairdresser actually recoiled. Really? <laughs> he was like, is, is this what your hair is like? I was like, yeah. yeah. It's clean, but it's just oily yeah, instantly. Just, yeah. I have to put in dry shampoo when I wash it to, to make my blow dry last like, that that's, is exactly me okay I'm sending you yeah. them let me know what you think um, and then blonde yeah so blonde I always have to use kind of like purple shampoos just to keep yeah. it really nice I use the alter ego one actually which is an Italian brand um, yeah I haven't brand. tried that I've seen them do kind of a lot of work on Instagram but yeah, I haven't actually tried it myself I must lovely. get my hands on some yeah, definitely try really nice. it and the silk oil conditioner that they have is lovely because I do have extensions as well so I do have to keep my my like lengths and ends really hydrated um, yeah, so I wear you wear great lengths well, do you or do you I have gold you? fever Gorgeous. and I adore them like in I don't know about you but in the pandemic like I'm baldy in, in real yeah. life I keep saying <laughs> in real life I'm but like when you know they came out I just didn't feel like myself I was no just I like, didn't feel like myself it was, either I felt no so confidence. casual all the time like my hair yeah. was just straight I, and it just didn't do anything <laughs> you look like you've good hair though I have baby fine hair like it's literally a few strands no I do was, like my hair is good but it's it doesn't hold anything more. so it's just like <laughs> pancake hair it's just flat and I want right. more so great lengths yeah. or any bonded extensions I wear them like oh. 100% of the time I never have them out like it, it sounds like hyperbole but it's literally life-changing like the my extensions change my life agree. I totally agree <laughs> and, I, and they don't ruin your hair like my hair has never been better when they're in because I leave my hair alone because it holds yeah. the style for longer so I think they're so actually wash really it as good much and, exactly yeah no they're incredible and like I said like just 
confidence altering like I really didn't feel like myself all through lockdown and I was like what is it like I put on makeup to feel better and I still feel like you know gross so when I got them back in I was literally queuing outside Adele Hunter's (laughs) store being like pop them in my head and she flicking your hair around swooshing it they come from India because a lot of women um, for religious purposes they Mm -hmm. cut their hair for a festival so that's what it's all like ethically sourced and because of the the Delta variant in India kind of started in India and they had really bad issues trying to get hair so she kind of just put what she had in my head so I had 22 inches oh, and I was like Rapunzel I was walking around swishing my head but I got them cut a couple of weeks ago and that's people don't realize you can get them cut you can get them colored yeah best thing ever you yeah. don't even have to get any length added you can just go for volume like for volume yeah I like the length buffs yeah I love the length but yeah I got them cut a little bit because they were like a scarf especially and I'm so happy in the shoes as well they sometimes are like a scarf I can like, see two pictures you swishing it over yeah. <laughs> but I got it I got them trimmed so yeah, thankfully in this heat, they're they're a bit more manageable. So tell me, what is? Do you have a signature scent? Do you know what I actually do? And I just realized it as I used like the last bit of it, and it's really I'm not big into scent. Like I don't like overwhelming scents. My mom now is big into Tom Ford, all the really heavy right. scents. Whereas yeah. I love Estee Lauder Bronze Goddess. Like I just adore oh, it. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's a, that's yeah, it's a summer one. one. And I I buy bottles like because they've limited edition bottles, so I feel like I collected a few of them. And I oh, I've just realized I'm out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't bought a scent in so long, and yet. Now I really want that again. Like, it's just yeah. so beautiful. And what I always carry with me now that I'm going out and about again are the little Chanel um, chants. You know, the little pockets. Oh, yeah. yeah, the small They're purse lovely. sprays. They're so nice. So those That's two sides... My- my mother-in-law's signature scent is, is uh, yeah, Chanel Chance. And actually, I was writing my beauty column yesterday for the next issue and I put them in. It's uh, They have amazing new little bath pearls. I saw that. How the amazing. The most bougie bath. Like, so it's gorgeous. So cute. It's 69 euro, but there's 10 um, bath pearls. Oh, so, like, it's worth it, even just to look at. <laughs> per bath. Yeah, I'm happy out. I can't use anything like that because I'm I've really sensitive skin. I can't I use any that. kind of... Anything yeah, over-scented. Allergies as well, really bad Allergies, but like I love perfume, I just can't. There's only certain ones that I can tolerate. Thankfully, Ellie Sab's one that's our sponsor, I can tolerate that. Oh, amazing! Um, to be fair, that some... sounds like it smells fantastic. Oh, it's delicious, delicious. But like, the, there are some that I love that I just can't wear, like the Chanel ones. Like, I love Coco Mademoiselle, and oh, it pisses me off. That's so, <laughs> so annoying. I know it's so annoying, but like candles, I kind of get my my fix through candles. Oh, good, okay, like you can have that. So cover them in the, yeah, cover the house in them. So, tell me about makeup then. What do you have? like an overall favorite brand do you know what I actually do and I think I think it's probably NARS like I was thinking about Charlotte Tilbury but actually I love NARS like concealer foundation because if I don't have time that's what I want I like coverage I like to look like I'm wearing makeup that's how I like to be not not caked but just I like to look like I have a good face on that's Um, what we'll call it (laughs) and I think NARS overall I could probably do with using all of that brand if I had to and um, I do love the flawless filter too like I feel like that's the one yeah, thing I pulling me yeah I think Nars and Charlotte are up there for me as well yeah probably pro- probably Charlotte would edge it just because she does such good neutral lipsticks which I love yes, and really nice like palettes I love a palette Nars are kind of they they really love their orgasm stuff they, <laughs> they do a collection coming out called uh, Climax oh um, yeah the full Nars, more I orgasm could, 
yeah, more orgasms for everyone. I could probably do a full face in ours actually and, and not feel hard done by. Um, it is a really nice brand. And I think it's kind of taken over from like Mac. And uh, Mac was always the OG. That was what everyone kind of went into Brown Thomas for. But they kind of, I feel that they kind of dropped the ball on PR in the last few years. Like they kind of ignored the digital revolution. And they have. now they're kind of coming back. They're, and actually uh, I had my makeup done recently with Lisa Shannon and she had so much Mac oh, in her kit. And it her. made me go like, God, Mac is... Mac is so good. Why do I forget about it? And you're right, it's the PR element. It It is the PR. Like, all of my makeup artist friends, some of my best friends are makeup artists and their kid is 90% Mac. Like, they all used to work there. They all train there. You know, it is kind of like that Studio Fix fluid foundation is probably the best foundation in the world. But people just kind of forget about it. And like, they have a really good colour range and like all different undertones. It's, it is a great brand. But yeah, you wouldn't really see me going in there at the same time. It's It's funny. funny. It's just the power of PR. People I know. We're so easily sold to, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So what's your favourite foundation then? So it's NARS. It's the, actually I have it here beside me. Is it the long wear? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stromboli. Gorgeous. Just all day, every day. Good old Stromboli. <laughs> bit of yellow. I like to be a bit yeah. yellow. Sometimes. I like to be a bit yellow as well. Yeah. It's, the, it's the fake tan lover in us. We're very similar, I think. Very. Um, and what kind of, like, what do you have a go-to mascara? Do you use any of these lash yes. serums? No, I have been about? using um, the same mascara for years now. Dior discontinued it and replaced it. It's never been quite the same, but oh, it's I the, that. I know. It used to be the Dior Extase mascara. Now it's right. the Overcurl. Um, it oh, is I've amazing. Tried that. Amazing. It doesn't smudge. Because that's my pet peeve with Charlotte Tilbury's um, mascaras. They're fabulous, but they smudge on me. See, and I can't deal you with can't the smudge. Have that. No. no, I can't have that. That's and why I have, you need your, your yeah, cotton buds back. We do. <laughs> that, I use them all the time just for that. But I, I actually really have deep set eyes. So my bottom lashes like touch my skin. So I really right. have to make sure it doesn't come off. And then I always, you said serums, but I actually use the Dior Maximizer um, Plumping Lash Primer which oh. conditions and really helps to kind of hold the lashes up. Is it white? It's I think white. I might have tried that. I yeah. love that. There was a mascara years ago that Cheryl Coles wore by and I'm the biggest Cheryl Coles stan ever. Um, And it was a L'Oreal one. It was double-ended. And instead of being white, the primer was kind of silver. Oh. And it was, and the mascara was like a comb as opposed to, a, you know, a fluffy wand. Yes. And it was the best mascara of all time. And they discontinued, discontinued it. discontinued it. It's Classic. my like, pet peeve. <laughs> and you could still get in airports for a while. So I was trying to stock up. But you know what? Mascara, they go off so quickly. Like, I you can't know. really have one and for that that's long. That's the annoying thing about Dior. Like I, I do love the other one. What is it? The Maybelline one. It's very similar to the Dior. Um, what's it called? I have it here beside me. Maybelline Falsies Lash Lift, but it doesn't oh, it's come very off. Good. Yeah. I can't get it off my eyes without it's really rubbing. Difficult to get yeah. off. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why I love face wipes. Your face with them. Um, but yeah, like mascara is kind of my go-to. Like that's if I was on Desert Island, that would be what I wanted. I used Same, to say like foundation, I but I've kind of embraced my skin a bit more since lockdown. Have you found that as well? Kind, kind of, of. Like, like I've yeah. always been a bit like all or nothing. Like I either put a face Same. on or I don't wear anything at all because I think it's yeah. just laziness. Or you know, if you get tied up in no, the morning, you just... yeah, when you're doing your face and you've kind of half done it, it just looks half done to me. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I'm all or nothing. I'm not like a BB cream and go kind of no, girl. No, I just no. I either do it or I don't, and I'm kind of happy with my skin when I don't. But you know, I I do like to wear makeup. Like it makes me feel better. I do Same. like the process of putting it on too. Like it's relaxing to me. Yeah, so. some people hate it. The only yeah. time I hate it 
it is when it's this hot and I'm like having to sit in front of my fan for five minutes. Exactly. Or if I'm foundation. in a rush. I hate being rushed doing it. I like to enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big, big makeup lover. Um, do you have one of those like professional mirrors? Because I got a, I what are they called? Glam doll mirror Glam with the lights around it. <gasps> They're so good. It literally changed my life. Yeah, great. <laughs> All of these beauty products that changed my life. It's so, change my life. That's so true. <laughs> I, I love to be beside a window because I do feel like there's nothing like natural light. But in the winter and stuff, you do need the light. You need a ring light. Like you've got you to have that light on your face. Yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. So tell me about your favorite eye products besides mascara. Do you use, do you have like a liner or a shadow that you particularly mm. love? Do you know what? I've been using that white Maybelline inner eyeliner and I really, oh, yeah. really like it. And you know what? I'm so lazy. I hate pencils because I'm never able to find a sharpener and this one twists up. Um, <laughs> so Smart. That's me. I'm just like, if it twists, I'll use it. So yeah, that, I love that for <laughs> eyes. I find it really makes you kind of doe-eyed looking and opens up your eye a bit. I'm not big into eyeshadow. I use bronzer on my eyes. If ever, Gee, like if I ever bother, yeah. I'm just a bit I lazy. love an eyeshadow. I like I like creating a look, but it's always the same. I'm always like, oh, I'll try something different today. A bit of brown contour in the crease, yeah. yeah. yeah I just feel like I, I get a bit scared. I put eyeshadow on and then I go, oh my God, it's not going to blend. And I blend it away to nothing. I just right. yeah, panic a little bit. That's fair enough. I actually, I tried a new one in one of the new Urban Decay ones last night. Mm-hmm. They come in a little clear. They're mono eyeshadows, which are rare these days. Normally everything's in a palette. Yeah. Um, but it's re- the texture of them is gorgeous. So if you're going to to try an try. eyeshadow, I would recommend them because they literally, they're like butter. Absolutely gorgeous. So I used good. to use their eyeshadows when I was younger. They're, they've always they're been the really best They're really popular. Pigment. Yeah. It's a brand that I'd never reach for, as in I'd never, be, you know, go into the shop and have a nose. It's just a bit too cool for me, I think. A bit too <laughs> colourful. But um, these ones I was sent them for work and I'm very impressed very oh, impressed I'd indeed definitely give them a try yeah so just a few quick questions before we finish up do you have a signature lipstick do you know what I do and I've been using it recently again seeing as we're going out a bit more because I sort of stopped yeah. and it's Mac Shy Girl I really really love it um, is it a nudie it's like a cream yeah it's a cream sheen so it's not mad it's not glossy and it is it's quite nude like more pink than nude pinky nude yeah yeah it's that kind of colour but I would never be using anything on my lips without topping it up with the Clarence um, what's it called the Eclat Instant Light Lip Perfector oh yeah and I have about, a big fan of that as well. yeah I have about 10 colours and I don't even care what colour I use once I have that with me that just makes them really hydrated so they're kind of the two okay. things I always use it's a disaster at the moment for me because I love glosses and obviously oh, masks and no. glosses do not go together. Go. Um, but if anyone's looking for a really good matte lipstick, the Lisa Eldridge ones are out of this are world. They? Have you tried them? Oh my no. God, they are divine. I actually got, my mum got me a, like one of her lip kits um, for Christmas and it had a, like a liquid lip colour, lip liner. The lip liners are divine. Um, and the, the Velvet Muse lipstick and it's wow. just the, the most perfect neutral. It's absolutely stunning. I'll I have a pink one. That. Her pinks are just gorgeous blue tones, make your teeth wider, they make your lips look bigger, like a fuchsia pink, like really, really gorgeous. Sky, I think it's Skyscraper Rose is the one oh, I have. Gorge. I'll definitely Johnny. get one. Actually, I'm really yeah. excited about Kylie Cosmetics coming to Boots. Um, Me too, I love it. I used to order Coco <laughs> K. Same. I oh loved my God, that it. was my wedding lipstick. Was it? Oh, yeah, stop. It's beautiful. I love it. But I could never so justify the, the shipping. I was always out of stock and now it's coming to boot, so I'm definitely going to stop it. Absolutely Fair fucks to her. Like, I know. everyone laughed at her and, you know, slagged off her fillers, and now she's a billionaire. Did you watch Amazing. her series on YouTube? 
No, I didn't. Very and I'm a Kardashian whore, to be honest. Well, so enjoy I, it. I normally would. Yeah. There's three episodes up there and it's kind of all about the beginning. And I remember I had, I still have, yes, when she started. And it was called Kylie Lip Kit back then, not Kylie Cosmetics. Yes. And I still have all of it. Like, I kept all the packaging and everything. And she's talking about kind of when she made the move into cosmetics, Kylie Cosmetics, as opposed to just lip kits. And really interesting. Just three episodes. Like, it's nice, light. Because I bought her her eyeshadow and everything. Like, I think yes. I stopped. I, I stopped because I just had too much. And um, yeah. my sister and I, sister-in-law and I used to go in on it. And I had loads of them at some point. I still have my Coco K. Um, because for nostalgia and because it's the perfect pink nude. It's the it most is. gorgeous. And I the lip liner was amazing in that amazing. too. Amazing. Yeah, oh my god so good. you're tempting me I might go on and buy more <laughs> and uh, Kim KKW actually has a sale on because I think she's repackaging to get rid of the W um, yeah. well you know why so. all that is the, the inside thing is that um, Colourpop that company who manufactures everything they are suing them so they had to move oh all god. the manufacturing to another location and that's why they've kind of spun it a bit more like um, ve- we're going vegan obviously it's great she's gone right. vegan but it is because they had to change location when they sold to Coty oh um, I love that yeah. I love the inside gossip. The gossip. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so last question. I will, because you're a nail expert, what is your ride or die nail product? Okay, can I have two? So my you can. the product, <laughs> the treatment like that I will never be without is Sally Hansen Insta Dry Top Coat. So I know it's not it's technically fabulous. treatment, but I would use it with anything and everything. I use it over shellac to keep the staining away. I use it on top of Ooh. designer nail varnish because it has them it's got like acrylic oligomers in it, so it creates this really hard glossy shell over anything so if you're getting nude shellac pop that on top and then if you do get any stain from like pen or jeans or anything you can just wipe it away really quick oh, and easy that. so Ooh. I always suggest that to clients so that they can protect their nude colors so that's one and then the second one is the Sally Hansen cuticle eraser it breaks down dead skin it also works around the cuticles but on the feet like calluses on the back of your heel side of your toe oh really oh yeah, okay it's like glycolic acid for your hands and feet it breaks down dead skin oh. with fruit enzymes it's amazing oh my god I love that because you did one of our live events for Sally Hansen and yes. I learned so much it's gas because I used to when I got my nails done in Tropical Popical all the time uh, they were just in bits and the lovely girl who did my nails, Neve, would be like, use cuticle oil. And yes. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I started and I said, God, Neve, that cuticle oil is brilliant. That works. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And now, like, I actually, I got a gel overlay on my nails and they're so long and I'm so oh, impressed with them. Brilliant. Do you have a favourite, like, um, salon brand, like, for, do you like Jellish? Do you like Schlack? Do you know what? My favourite is actually Gelaze, which is China Glaze's gel. Um, it's super strong and the colour offering is amazing. And the reason I was introduced to it was because Kim Kardashian's nail artist used one of them on her. And it was like the most perfect nude called Innocence. Oh, love and that. yeah, the, it just lasts and it doesn't stain as easy. Now, I love shellac. Shellac's offering, colour offering is great. I just don't find it's durable enough. It's um, a bit thin, isn't it, compared to the others? It's too thin, yeah, for me yeah. anyway. And the strength people want to get now from their gel polish, it's not just colour. Like, they they want to add they, oh, no, want, they want to length. knock them off things exactly. yeah totally that's me. So, and that's why I love the overlay like I didn't because yes. I, I wouldn't be an extensions girl but no. like just my natural nails have grown so much I'm loving it like I got it's them filled the a couple of days thing. ago yeah. it is the best thing have you tried the manicure company I have actually and I do really like some of their colours I suppose I don't I don't find their nudes quite as nice as the Gillet's nudes I feel like I'm like right. I love these nudes and they work for everyone so I'm sort of stuck in my ways a bit um, yeah no so I'm going to try that brand now so but I do have 
have everything in my kit. Yeah, it's a really yeah. nice brand. But I've got I've got the Manker Company. I've got a Jellish. I've got Shellac. I've got the Gel Bottle. All of them because all of them have good colors that some of the others don't have. So you have yes. to have a mix. I love the Manicure Company because it's Irish, first of all. Um, exactly. And I love their, like, pastels. Like, the I have pastels. A, a mint and on. they have a neon yeah. as well, which is really, gorgeous really good. Neons. Yeah. Gorgeous neons. Gorgeous neons. Really nice. The one I'm wearing at the moment is called Tiffany, and it's exactly oh, Tiffany blue. Lovely. It's really, really and nice. And actually, oh, Essie used to have a gel polish, and they got rid of it. But I still have loads of it in my kit because the colours are just like the Essie classics. So, oh, um, right. yeah, there's still What's the one? Is it Ballerina Slippers? Ballerina. Like yeah, there's ballerina, another yeah. one. Um, the Baby Blue one. I, I can never remember. is it Creek no not Creekside that's shellac anyway there's some amazing shades um, I wish um, Chanel would do a gel polish so we could have all their oh iconic God, colours that'd be stunning <laughs> I remember years ago it must have been like 2010 I was looking for a mint everywhere yeah. and I found a Barry M one and then Chanel came out with it and then mint nails were everywhere um, yeah, but, couldn't get yeah, it for like, love nor money you couldn't then. get it for love nor money at the time mm. I was like come on I just want mint nails I think it might have been Kim Kardashian had them the icon um, but yeah now Chanel polishes are amazing but because I get shellac I give them all to my mother-in-law the lucky yes. lucky. do you duck. know what they always have the best colours but obviously if you've got overlays you don't need them but it's nice yeah, sometimes to paint them. over top like if you want to change it up and stuff yeah it can be fun. everyone's doing kind of colored french tips at the moment aren't they, they? Are. like multicolored. that's like the trend of the moment i love that and like if you don't want to commit i've said to a few people just get nude and then get them to paint it in actual polish and then you can remove it when you get bored they can remove it of yes. course you're a genius <laughs> well thank you so much pamela it's been an absolute joy talking to you so i just have to thank our wonderful sponsors ellie sab once more so before we go uh this year marks a decade since the iconic design launched his first fragrance inspired by the scent of the flowers in his family's garden which I love 10 years on they've teamed up with UNICEF to support integrated education and well-being for girls in Lebanon where the designer grew up and they'll be donating a contribution of all sales from this campaign to the programme so you'll be doing good as well as smelling good um, and I'll be back in a fortnight with another guest thank you so much <laughs>